Welcome to Six Figure Coaches with Luke Charlton, where every week we interview a successful coach and break down their business. We take you behind the scenes in their marketing, advertising, and sales campaigns. We show you what's working. We show you their frameworks, their proven strategies, so you can implement them in your business to grow. Now let's bring on this week's guest. Here is your host, Luke Charlton. Hey, this is Luke Chalden here and welcome back to the Six Figure Coaches show. Very excited to have you here. And in a moment, I'm going to bring on another amazing uh, guest. I'm super excited to interview him. I've been, been excited all week, actually. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll bring him on in just a, just a moment. And just before we um, get stuck into the uh, get stuck into the interview, please remember these episodes, they premiere each week inside the Hermit Hole. So if you just go to thehermithole.com, I, I always laugh when I say that name, um, thehermithole.com, that's the private Facebook community where if you're a coach, we deliver a lot of um, great free trainings, these being one of them, these interviews, right? So every week, uh, these episodes premiere live inside the Hermit Hole uh, every Tuesday, and uh, before it goes, um, before it gets published out into the world of podcasts, like on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, is where this um, this podcast goes live. But if you want to see it first, come into the Hermit Hole. Another cool thing about the Hermit Hole is that you can um, you can leave comments under the videos as well. We can respond to them. And again, you get um, access to that community where we're delivering other free trainings to help you grow your coaching business. So if you want access to that, again, it's all free. Just go to thehermithole.com. Okay, so with that being said, um, what I want to do is bring on today's guest. Now, today we have uh, Tony Bravada. Tony, welcome to the Six Figure Coaches Show. Very excited to have you here. Now, um, now one of the things, a problem, um, uh, that you just mentioned before we jumped on is some of your the mentors that you have worked with, including some of your own success. And I'm really excited to dive into um, how you actually got connected with something. One of those names was Tony Robbins, which I'm really excited to um, know about how you um, spent time with Tony and some of your other mentors as well that you mentioned. Before we get there, um, what I'd love to do is dive into your own story. How you? I know you got into consulting. That's a big part of your your background, you kind of do coaching now as well. So where did it all start for you and kind of bringing us up to the present day? Uh, it started for me pretty early on. So my, I grew up uh, only child until I was 11 years old. And during that time, um, it was just me and my dad. And, you know, he was a business person, uh, financial services. And I'd always have to sit in the corner of meetings, you know, because mm -hmm. nowhere else for me to go. And it was amazing what I picked up without even knowing that I was picking it up. Um, somewhere around the age of 12, I grabbed one of my dad's cassette tapes. I think it was an old cassette tape. And uh, I found an old player and I'll see these and everything was around at the time, but I found yeah. these things and they were Tony Robbins videos. And so I kind of, was mesmerized and I fell in love with Tony Robbins and I had gone through all of that. And, um, I kind of had that energy of like, this is something that I want to do. And so playing sports and having all the coaches that I've had over the years. And then I got into business world and I started off uh, in financial services mm -hmm. and that was fine. You know, I was making really, really good money, uh, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And, 
every year as a, a commission salesperson, you start over no matter what level you are. And I was always achieving the, what the equivalent of chairman's council and all these different things. But every year you start over and, you know, I just, I just kind of got tired of it. So I said, I'm going to start coaching salespeople and financial advisors to um, help them because then I can reach out to more individual people as we go. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was fine. I was able to help a lot of people, but I had always been around business owners and that was my client base. And that was the people that I grew up with, with my dad. And I was just always more comfortable around them. And so yeah. I jumped into uh, working with business owners as a consultant. I had, I, I don't, I think maybe just because what you see and what you learn and things growing up and um, a lot of it was, just kind of something that I was doing naturally. So I didn't know how to talk to people. And it was more of let me come into your business for six months, eight months, a year, whatever that happens to be. And I will implement the systems or the sales or whatever. And the salespeople at the time it was, I can tell you certain things, but come along with me and listen to me and watch me and kind of watch and learn. Mm -hmm. And that was fine. But the problem is, is it takes up a lot of time and you can only work with one person at a time. And with my own businesses over the years and with working with other people as a consultant, I, you know, I was able to kind of cherry pick what works regardless of the industry and what's not working. And then, um, then I had a chance to, uh, jump into Tony Robbins, who at the time it was lots of videos and audios and books, but this time it was live in person event and being live, the whole energy was a lot different. And so I did all the business mastery. I went through all of those programs yeah. Um, and I was able to meet other people and other speakers and people that were there. And it got me into different networks and, you know, kind of took a page from his book and learned from other people and interviewed other people and um, experienced that for myself. Uh, with my own businesses, we've had ups and downs um, all along the way. And then I had an opportunity to meet JT Fox, who bills himself as the number one wealth coach. Um, yeah. But now he does more deals um, and investments, not doing much coaching anymore. And he is very much focused on business. Or Tony Robbins is more of the life side. Mm. And I kind of took the blend of the two because in any business that we help, my client is the business owner as an individual, the business ends up being what we help to build and optimize, but that's only because that's the tool that allows him or her to live the life that they want. And right. so there's a purpose for me helping them grow their business, but they're my focus. And so I realized that you have to have a balance of the life and, and the work and kind of integrate them both together. And early on in 2006, um, I, purchased part of a software program that tracks execution. So a lot of coaches get on the phone for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and they might give some very good information. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that, and I've had coaches my whole life and I still do. When you get off of the phone, a lot of people are left thinking that was great, but what do I do now? And, there's all this information and books and audio and anything that you can go do where I found a breakdown with people is in implementing that afterwards. So 
I thought back to who did I want to be? And I thought back to all of my football coaches when I was playing football over the time in professional organizations or high schools or colleges or whomever spend all of this time finding the right coach. And the reason is, is because it's their job to put the strategy together and they can't get on the field with you, but their job is there to push your performance and bring you to a level of competition so that you can win the game. And so business owners for me are the players mm -hmm. and a business coach should not just provide some information and get off the phone and follow up with them a week or two weeks or a month later. Uh, it was, I'm going to help you. Where are we now? Where do you want to go? That gap is the strategic plan or the map that mm -hmm. we put together and I will build it with them because they have to have connection to the plan and my software although we will track certain lag indicators the results uh, my software only scores them based on their execution of the daily and weekly tactics to the plan are you doing the things that you said you need to do so when i jump on a phone call it's not what do you want to talk about what are your chokeholds what are your problems it is i can mm -hmm. see exactly how you're executing your plan and it's my job to call you out on certain things. Why didn't I, why didn't we get this done? Yeah. Oh, I didn't have time. Okay. Pull up your calendar. Let's go through that. And not meant to yell at anybody or get anybody into trouble, but it's that we always have time. So how are you using and performing during your week to keep them at a certain level? You know, if they want a certain income or they want their life to be a certain way, or if they say, I want to be a good father and they took a few extra meetings and they didn't get to that football game on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a problem. And so my system scores it just the same, whether it's personal or business, whatever their tactics are for the person they want to be or the way that their business needs to run. And so I kind of took more, <clears throat> excuse me, of a, of a hands-on coaching um, so that I'm involved with my clients uh, in their lives. Okay. I, I don't do much of the courses and things along those lines. We have right. some programs, but I wanted to be able to actually deliver results and um, so that's kind of the progression. It, it's progressed over time from consulting to coaching and been shaped by a lot of different people. Interesting. And do you, like with your software, and I know you work with generally business owners, say seven to 10 million. Do you find that they have challenges implementing the business action steps you give them, or is it more of the, of the life? Um, so the way that we execute, when, when I build the strategy, the only things that are going to show up in there are what I call blue chip activity that is directly related to that end goal. Yeah. And I don't work on annual planning. Um, so my clients, I, I, I really stress and ask them to run uh, my program if we're going to coach each other. And for me, annual planning creates an illusion of time. And what we've tracked since 2006 is that most companies that do annual planning have two spikes of sales throughout the year. Usually in their beginning of their year, people are engaged, they're energized, it's a fresh start and they're motivated. And then there's a dip. And if it's just say June, July, and they're not where they need to be, the mindset is it's okay, we still have time. And then you see fourth quarter come around, which we're seeing right now, and you have Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Prime Day, dealerships slashing rates. Everybody's trying to do anything and everything they can to get sales because they just realize how far back they are. Yeah, and yeah. so what we did was we take the long-term visions, 
but I break it down into a 12 week year. And if the organization runs the 12 week year as it's supposed to be at the end of 12 weeks, people are hired or fired or awards, rewards, bonuses, vacations, whatever yeah. it happens to be. And what that did was create urgency in the day to day, week to week. Yeah. Uh, an annual plan. If I have a meeting today, it doesn't really matter if I do it next week. Um, but on a 12 week plan, it really does matter if I put it off an entire week. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so we saw four spikes of sales throughout the year, but what shows up in the plan are the blue chip activity that we're always going to mm -hmm. have stuff come across our day. And so when I work with, uh, let's say a business owner, one-on-one, -on -one, we develop the strategy, we get the idea of where it wants to go. But from that point, if they feel they're going to have trouble implementing it, or I see that they're having trouble implementing it, then I will go and say, listen, would you like me to work with the heads of each department one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. or as a group, or let's say you have 10 salespeople, I can come in and I will do group uh, work with them, yeah. you know, an hour a week or two hours a week or whatever it is so that I can work with the individuals within the company get them their own vision and see what they want their lives to look like and put that together within the plan so that everybody is engaged and they understand what their actions mean and how their part fits in the puzzle. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And so sometimes it goes a little bit further down the level. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so tell me about some of your, um, what, what it was like working with, with Tony and JT Fox and some of the lessons that you learned through them, I guess that could maybe be applied to a solo professional, right? So like a coach. Yeah, I, I'm smiling because there's so much that I've taken from everybody. Yeah, I bet. Tony, <laughs> it's a bit of a um, question. Being able to go just even to an event of, of his, mm. the atmosphere, the energy, the way that he choreographs um, each day in each event. Now those days are long days. They might be 16 hour days, no, no. joke. Um, and, but it's, it's such a mood. Now, Tony has a presence. He is very, I don't think there's anybody better in the world. And in fact, you know, to every coach that's listening, he is the only reason that we call ourselves coaches. He invented this business, you know, and he's got so much knowledge and, but, but from him specifically, it was always conquering the limiting beliefs, always being able to think ahead of the game. And, and I was very reactionary for years. And then you sit back and you learn and you study some psychology and you go through some of the neurolinguistics and things that, that can help affect change in others. And so sometimes as a coach, I would sit back and I would have a conversation with a client and it's not that we're arguing, but I can't get them to understand what I'm saying or to believe in it. And then, mm. and then I learned how to affect change in somebody else by not teaching them, but getting them to do the exercises so that they see it themselves. Mm. So one of the things with Tony was how to treat people and how to kill those limiting beliefs a lot of times our ego as a business owner, especially the clients, they feel that they don't like to admit that there's a problem. 
And when they want to focus on something, they're laser focused on, I have to increase my sales, but there's all this other stuff in the business that mm -hmm. has to be right first. And being able to go through that, you know, part with them and talk to them in a certain way that gets them to go through the exercises has been a huge, a huge break. JT Fox on the other side is almost the exact opposite. Um, he does not care what your personal story is. He does not care what happens at home. It's all business. It's all numbers. And that's all he focuses on. He doesn't even yep. want to hear the story um, because for him, it's just an excuse. It's just a story. It doesn't matter. Business is business. Kind of like leave it in the locker room. We're on the field now. Yeah. And it takes a certain individual to be able to go through that. So mm -hmm. he has his event where he, it's a top one. Um, it's quite expensive to go sit through, but there's, you know, um, good people in the room and it's a small room and everybody has to sit on the hot seat and you talk about your business and you talk about what you'd like to do. And he's going to sit down and grill you. And I say grill you to the point where I was upset and like, I've never been spoken to that way. And so I went back to my hotel that evening and I'm, I'm kind of fuming, but I sat there and I, I thought about it a little bit more and it definitely takes a certain personality to kind of go through something like that. Mm -hmm. But I remembered when I played football, I was a quarterback and on some plays, if I didn't do what I was supposed to do, or I imp improvised a play, um, I remember this time a lineman came up grabbing by the face mask and just screamed at me, but it was a camaraderie it was a brotherhood. I wasn't mad. I wasn't angry. I said, you know what? You're right. The next play, that's what we did. And so I kind of thought about that. And I said, he's not yelling at me because he doesn't like me. He's yelling at me because he wants me to do better. And he's getting me to realize that my performance, although I thought I was performing, um, that's what I do. Right. And so he brought it out to me to say, you can do better. There's always another level. And that was phenomenal for me. Um, and then the power of branding yourself mm. and um, creating the ability for the clients to want to do business with you versus you convincing them to do business with you and all the power of branding and, and everything along those lines. So, so that was great. You know, um, I could go down the list on and on, but I think yeah, yeah. Of, of all of the people, those have been the two most influential on completely different aspects of things for me. Yeah. Wow. And can I ask, and you're free to like pass on this question if you want. Um, you, you went into that hot seat thinking that you're doing pretty well. Like what, what was he kind of calling out? Yeah. What was he kind of saying that you need to do better at? I'm just curious. Um, my use of my time, mm. what I was doing that I shouldn't be doing as far as it wasn't producing income. It's waste of waste of okay. my time and my, you know, um, but at the end of the day, it was my memory recollection. So this is one of those things that in order to master something, you have to practice and you have to repetition, 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 no matter what, we're never done learning. And as a coach, you know, you can think you have all the tools, but those tools change. And <clears throat> If you get lazy, you're teaching old habits. And even though they might work, things are changed over time. They optimize over time. We're, we're helping business owners engage into 
a different generation of people, different culture, different messages. Um, and so your learning can't ever stop. But JT's memory, he remembers every little detail about every client's first name, last names, brothers, sisters, kids. He knows their business numbers, what they were doing, what they're doing now, and he's got it all up here. And for me, I focused so much on my software and my my files. So when I get in front of a client, I got their file up here. I got their scorecard here. I have my notes that I've written down here and I see it all, but it's client by client by client. So he's asking me, how many clients do you have? What's their names? Just to make sure that, you know, you, you're not just out there BSing. And what is their revenue? What did you help them grow to? What is this? What is this? What is this? And I just was like, I, I need my computer. I don't know. You yeah. know, um, and I'm generalizing numbers. I was like, well, when I met this guy, it was, you know, he was doing basically $100,000 a month. And I re 20 months later, he's doing a million dollars a month. And, and, but they weren't exactly numbers. Right, right. And so he goes, I'll bet you your watch uh, if that number's correct. And I said, you mean like right on the nose? Yeah, right on the nose. I said, I can't do that because I'm just giving, you know, it's in that range, right? Yeah. And so it just reminded me of, you know, I can do a better job with my own memory and my own recollection instead of relying on my tools. Those are my clients and I focus on them every single day, but mm -hmm. I didn't have the memory that I should have with them. I shouldn't be as, I should know their business just like I know mine up here. And yep. that's a hard skill to do. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a definitely a certain memory, but it's, but he started off no money, came over from Canada, never really had much of a relationship with his parents or his siblings because they were a lot limiting in their beliefs than he wanted to be. And he had, <clears throat> excuse me, he had a stutter, um, was not good in school. And now he's closing in on a billion dollars of net worth and you know he kind of built it all himself and i just said listen okay no excuses anymore you have to practice that skill so yeah, that wow. was the biggest takeaway i think from the okay the hot yeah thanks for sharing that i appreciate that. that's um great learning and, and you know coming back to what you're saying about <laughs> not focusing <laughs> on the right things so you know wasting your time right so this is what we coaches do a lot we we should we know we you know if we need more clients we focus on things like i'm making a really kind of basic example but like you know printing business cards or like doing some tech thing like setting up our course where really we need to be generating more appointments or whatever whatever it is that we sh should actually be doing so i think a lot of coaches can resonate even though you're obviously at a much higher level it's interesting to know that even coaches you know at, at your level I mean, even me as well, I, I'm spent stuff on, I spend time on stuff that I know I shouldn't be doing. Right. So we all, we all do it. Um, anyway, so with, with the, what I'm interested to know next is the, the lessons that you learned about personal branding. Cause I haven't really spoken much about that. Um, you know, for me, personal branding, actually, I, I just had, had a conversation with a, a coach who interviewed me. I was in a podcast interview this morning and um, we were talking about his, after the interview, he asked me, oh, what do you like, kind of, what are you trying to achieve? Like, what, what, what are your goals? And I said to him, look, my, with these podcast interviews that I do, I don't really do them to get more clients. It's more for 
authority building actually like so i promote these interviews that i do to my own community so that they can see that i'm an actual expert right so i'm being interviewed i'm in media etc so that when they go to invest in my high-priced program it's quite a, a significant investment they've got the confidence that you know, this guy's an actual expert right so i do it for more personal branding purposes than generating more because you don't really get that many leads from a podcast yes they're very warm but again i do it for more for my own authority building personal branding building for my own community so um so i'm interested to know like what um because it's i think it's really important for selling high price services that we do get the personal branding side down because uh, prospect buys us just as much as they do the program that they're investing in right and that's what you're saying about tony it's great to work with with tony so you're buying tony just as much as um as you were his program same with jt fox so um I'm interested to know like what personal branding um, lessons or strategies have you learned from just your own experience from Tony Robbins, from JT Fox and other mentors? Personal branding, I have come to learn is almost everything that is going to make or break you as a coach and set you off on a different level. Um, you can have the best programs in the world. You could have the best course in the world. You can have knowledge that people just don't have. But if nobody knows who you are or you've not been on a certain stage or you've not um, branded yourself in such a way that they want to work with you, you have to now struggle to convince them to work with you. And you have all these click funnel campaigns and all these things that you know, I don't get into that, but, you know, they, they're convincing people to try to do things that, that, you know, um, and not fooling them, but fooling them in such a way to get them into your course because they don't know who you are. Yeah. It's more of a well, sales, heavy sales yeah. process versus yeah. Personal branding. Yeah. And so then you have a lot of coaches and, um, consultants, you know, and they brand, they spend all this time branding their company, but nobody knows who they are. And if you look at Tony Robbins, for example, You've heard the name, you know the name. He owns something along the lines of 70 something different companies, maybe more. They do north of $3 billion a year in annual revenue and he runs none of them. Mm -hmm. um, you look at JT Fox, he's got 50 something companies and he's about the same thing. And he, he's got, you know, he's focusing on his thing. People buy you. And they buy your name and they buy your brand. And if they don't know who you are, it's, it's a struggle. So um, branding is important. You know, talking about podcasts, what guests are you bringing on your podcast? Who have you interviewed? Um, you know, and uh, or as a coach, you know, what uh, who have you spoken on stage with? Who have you been around? And sometimes mm -hmm. sometimes it's you have to you have to kind of build your way into the network i mean that's kind of the proximity right proximity mm -hmm. is power who are you around and so if it's i want joe smith or this guy here or if it's tony what coach am i going to allow to come in and coach me mm. well if this coach has been uh you know with phil jackson and tony robbins and um uh jt fox and um Jay Leno and it, like you can start just kind of going down different types of celebrity brands and this person here is you know he's got his click funnel things he's all over YouTube and Instagram and I see him all the time who do you want to be in a network with mm. um, 
and and is that everything? No, it's not everything, but you're talking about branding. And so you have to find a way to separate yourself from everybody else that you're doing business with or against if you want to compete kind of thing. Um, and that kind of builds the authority. So having a podcast, having a book, writing things, but you know, celebrities, celebrities in any movie and in the industry, anywhere, TV shows, they get paid to show up. They get paid to show up to an event. Mm. And so if I want to write a book, can I not pay a celebrity to write my forward? Can I not get a celebrity to come sit on my podcast? Is it going to cost money? Sure. But how much money you yourself, myself and your listeners, how much money have we wasted in marketing campaigns that mm. at the end of the day, you're like, I just, I just wasted money. I thought yeah. I was investing it to this, but I just wasted money. Yeah. Could that have gone somewhere else to say, listen, can I just get a 10 minute interview with you in a picture? Yeah. You know? So sometimes it's just putting yourself out there, putting yourself in things and not being scared to put your name on um, things, put your face out on places and build that brand because that brand is you and, and yeah. you you're out there trying to help people. And so how do you separate yourself from everybody else? Yeah, actually, I've got a good strategy for that. Um, so um, I don't know if you've heard of clients and community. Um, they're kind of their coaches that help other coaches grow their business. And they're quite well known in the in the coaching space. Um, and uh, they came into my world and they actually hired me, right? Um, as uh, So they became a client of mine. I helped them with their email follow-up. And so anytime like <laughs> I get a new lead into my funnel, they're one of the testimonials. I've got a great like testimonial from them um, saying, hey, you've helped us get six figures a month within 30 days. I'm oh, sorry, an, an extra six figures a month within 30 days. Um, so I had that like on all pretty much all my thank you pages after someone opts in and all my funnels mm-hmm. and stuff. So that when people come in, they, they instantly right that authority, they go, wow, he's one of his clients was clients and community. And I've got a bunch of other experts on there as well. And so I loved what you just said about yeah, getting, cause it's so powerful in the minds of your prospect when they see someone that they know, like a celebrity, another expert that they respect, oh, they've worked with this person. Um, that is like that, that is, it's something that you can use for the rest of your coaching life, right? So I'm going to use that testimonial (laughs) forever now. And, um, it just builds that, um, as I mentioned before, that personal, like that positioning really, really quickly. Now, one of the other things I've been fortunate enough to do is write, um, ad copy for like Bob Proctor and Neil Patel and Mike Dillard and a few other amazing, uh, experts. But the way that I actually did that was, um, I didn't kind of. I didn't get ref- like they didn't get referred to me or anything like that. I worked uh, when I worked as a kind of a contractor in an, in an agency, an advertising agency, um, just as a side gig to learn advertising. And um, I learned from this amazing mentor. His name's Jason Huang. This is back in 2016. He had like Neil Patel, Mike Dillard, Bob Proctor as clients. And then Jason ended up hiring me as the copywriter to write ads for some of their campaigns. So that's how I ended up writing copy for those guys. But I use that in my marketing. I say, look, I've written copy for these guys and helped them create you know, yeah. profitable campaigns. Again, that instant, and I put that on a lot of my marketing as well um, because it has that instant authority. Um, and so I would say, yeah, if you can somehow find a way to work with someone that has those high-level clients, like go and work for them, like this is a part-time gig, 
or invite them onto your podcast, even if you have to pay for them. I think that's a really um, um, brilliant, uh, brilliant strategy to start. Yeah, I think another another thing with it is, you have, I'm assuming you've heard of blue ocean strategy. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So thinking outside of the box, right? And so a lot of people say, well, how do I get in front of this person? Well, don't you don't need to try to convince them to do business with you. Mm. And you don't have to try to, um, I don't know, I want to use the word beg or anything along those lines, but just to get in front of them. But there are ways of being able to create value mm. that have nothing to do with your services. And if, for example, I meet um, my dad's uh, neighbor years ago um, was, I don't know if I should say names, Marty Myers, um, who has the licensing rights to Milkbone Dog Biscuits and Kibbles and Bits and Pet Nine Lives. And so he's a big money guy. But if he wants to meet somebody and you know that and you happen to know that person or you have a way to get access to that person, then it's like you could introduce by way of introductions two people together that mm -hmm. want to meet each other, a billionaire to a new billionaire, a billionaire to a celebrity, or however it happens mm -hmm. to be. And all of a sudden, just because of the value, the, the connection that you made, mm -hmm. now implemented yourself into that proximity of people without having to say, let me do work with you, or let me coach you, or let me, you know, any of these yeah, things. Exactly. And so finding different ways of providing value um, can be an entry point into somebody's life, you know, whether there's a charity or an event happening or, you know, anything along those lines. So sometimes just thinking out of the box too, and how, how you can do that because, you know, reciprocal agreements, right? If I introduce two people and they go out and do a business deal mm -hmm. and they make a bunch of money, they're at some point in time, um, there might be something that reciprocates. Yeah, it'll, it'll come back. Um, yeah. Actually, a really great way is a podcast, right? So if you have an interview podcast, you bring them on and, and the value there is obviously you're promoting them, right, um, to, you know, for free to, to your audience. And then at the end, you can always ask like, you know, what, you know, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you look, what, do, what are your goals kind of thing? And then if you know someone that can help them achieve those goals, you make that connection and they'll associate, as I said, they'll associate that connection with you and it will, um, you know, will eventually come back. I like that. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Tony, so t tell me like, how do you, um, how do you market your business? Like, how do you get your clients? Are they just through word of mouth or do you have a, sp a specific marketing strategy that you use? Um, so it's, it's kind of evolved a little bit. And, uh, to be honest with you, I'm still not happy with, um, some of the results and things that I have tried. I think the most successful things for me have been able to deliver results for clients that tell other people about you. Mm -hmm. um, that's the biggest thing. And then one, one of the ways that we help other businesses grow is by utilizing the customer base that they already have. And so they're, they're not out there spending money for different ones. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of what I was saying before was, if I have a client who's a business owner, now I'm working my way down their employees and their staff and everything else, trying to help them um, individually. And so there's a way that with one person, you could potentially have 15 other clients mm. within that one person. And so that is uh, one of the biggest ways. Um, running, I still like in-person events. So I still like to do seminars, you know, um, doing a couple hours 
uh, one hour, 45 minutes, something along those lines where maybe on a Tuesday and a Wednesday or Wednesday, Thursday, bringing people in for an hour or two and just overloading with value, you know, and just kind of giving a little bit of a wow factor because for me, having people in a room, people take the time to show up and, and be there. You know, I might only have 25 people in a room, but at least five of those 25 are probably going to engage in yeah. something. Some people else might just show up to show up and things along those lines. But um, digital, I have not had much success with. Um, I, I've worked with a couple different firms that the done for you ads and they come out and, you know, they want to drive people into a funnel. They want you to do a five day challenge. They have all these different things. And I don't want to hit on the clients, but it's sometimes it's the quality of the people that click on those things and, and mm-hmm. they come in. And it's more of, I don't have a business, but I want to get one or I just mm-hmm. started to so help me out. And that's okay. I'll help anybody out. But there is a different level of support that they need um, mm-hmm. versus somebody that has revenue, has salespeople, has services or products that you can come in and help optimize to get to a different level faster. And, um, a lot of people do social media ads and marketing. And so I think regular content uh, is great to put out there so people can find you and see you on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and all these other things. Um, but I've, I've, I say wasted, I've spent a lot of money on, on digital ad campaigns that just have not produced the results that I was told that they would. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just, anybody you believe in okay this is what you're doing almost to the point where now i'll meet with marketing people and they'll say well we create these ads and let's do this this and this and we'll you know we'll bring in you know 10 extra leads or 15 extra leads a month or whatever that happens to be and for me it's like if you're that confident because this is what i would do with my business if i sit down with a business owner and they're here and they want to go here and i say okay it's likely going to take 12 months and here's the steps that we're going to do. And so we'll work with you every 12 weeks and this is how long it's going to take. And if we get to that point and if you run my strategy and we get to there and we didn't grow their business by 30% or 50% or whatever we mm-hmm. kind of agreed on, then I'm working with you for free until you do because your results are my mm-hmm. results mm-hmm. and I can't do anything else if I don't show results. Mm-hmm. So with some of these marketing people, I kind of, and it's different for them. Not a lot of them like to do it and that's okay, but you got to kind of search. And so if you're that confident in what you do for me, I'll give you enough money up front to cover the cost of what we're building and what we're doing. Hmm. But what I'd like to do is I will give you 50% of all of the revenue that comes through any of your ad campaigns up until the point where I don't need to do it. And then I'll drop it down a little bit or I'll start paying Mm. you from that point. But I want you to be able to prove to me what Mm. you're doing. And so if somebody says, yeah, you can go get, you know, an additional uh, five clients every single month. Okay. So that's for me, let's say that's another $30,000 a month of revenue. Mm. Um, So from that, you're going to get $15,000 a month of revenue every single month, Mm. as long as ad campaigns, you know, if you bring in 10 people or whatever that number happens to be. Mm-hmm. So you're going to make much, much more money. And if they shy away from that, and this, this is a blanket statement, doesn't mean that I'm accurate, but I don't know if they're that confident in their results. Yeah. yeah. Versus me saying, I'll give you 50% of the results 
and they're very confident doing, and they go out there and push you $75,000 of additional revenue or 50,000 or whatever that number mm -hmm. happens to be for your programs, then they deserve to be paid very well for that. And I'm okay to give it up because it's building yeah. a relationship with somebody. Um, so I think for me, it's, it's still been creating value for the people that you have trying to work down to their employees and their heads of departments to affect change in their lives. And then, you know, still doing the, you know, one day, two day workshops that people can come in in person. Um, and you could kind of bounce around different areas. It doesn't have to be, you know, locally where you live. Yeah. Um, but the money that you're going to spend advertising to get people to that event, even if it's 10, 15, 20, 25 people, as opposed to a hundred or something that might be on a zoom call, the engagement is better. And, and mm -hmm. I can, I like to talk and I like to show examples and I like to interact. If I'm on a, if I'm on a zoom call, or a webinar or something and there's 50 people in the room i can't let everybody's microphones be open so if mm -hmm. i'm talking about a topic and somebody has a question i don't know and so you lose that engagement a little bit and then yeah. after the call you're trying to get back in touch with them and in front of them versus they're right here in front of me you know and i can talk to yeah. people before they leave so I'm still looking for the digital thing. There's, I know that there's better ways yeah. of doing it. I know that I, I looked up with uh, you and, um, you know, I've seen some of the things that you do and the success, success that you've had. I'd like to talk with you about that. And, um, but for me, I've wasted a lot of money. And so yeah. just kind of like uh, over time, you know, you keep repeating certain things. And mm. now my energy level when it comes to the success rate of certain types of ad programs has almost yeah. been wiped away, you know? Yeah. So the way that I charge, and this has been really helpful for me and coaches <clears throat> listening, this may be helpful, valuable for you. That's actually really made it really uh, much easier for people to say yes to my done for you agency is basically I, and I'm similar to you, Tony, in that I, if someone's going to buy a system to get them high paying, of, you know, clients, right? that's the result. That's what I want to deliver. Right. So they just invest one time with me and I work with them until we get that result. And there's no kind of like ongoing month. I actually used to do, um, I do have ongoing monthly after that is producing a result. If they want me to continue to manage it, the ads and, and like drive leads or whatever, they don't have to, they can continue to run it themselves. That's fine. Um, and that's actually much harder to sell, right? Bringing people into like this subscription versus, it's like you would just invest once and here's the result. And I'm, I'm just going to create a system for you that gets your appointments. Um, and we're going to work together until we get that result, which is usually um, about 90 days, depending on the coach. But that's like the average. Um, so for the coaches listening, selling a yeah, specific result, and I've spoken about this in my other podcast as well many times, it just makes without a recurring subscription, like coaches want to go to that recurring subscription too quickly. It's like that's more of a back end um once you've gotten that initial result whatever that is for you as the coach so um yeah. you know sort of throw it in there so one got a couple more questions um in terms of because i know coaches love offline events how do you how do you fill those offline events did you say you run ads for those or is it through your database how do you generally get people to them yeah um local you know the um so back when i was doing a lot of financial services um there would be specific seminar marketing companies that 
you know, you pay and they, they send out direct mail pieces. And then, um, so I'm trying to target people's businesses and people's homes so that they see things in a different way. Mm -hmm. Uh, might team up with a local, uh, radio station or pay for local ads, um, to kind of pop up in social media things where I'm not saying, Hey, click on this and attend this event here. Oh, and $97, you can upgrade to this, or this and take advantage. Now it's like, Hey, create an ad. We're going to be, we do this ahead of time and it kind of drips more and more and more closer to the event, but, um, we're going to be in your area, uh, December 16th and 17th at five o'clock and at seven o'clock at the Radisson hotel. Yep. Um, we're going to do an hour, you know, different topics of, you know, how to master your business or sales or whatever, maybe uh, topic we want to kind of talk about. And um, people will opt in, we'll call in, we'll get results from uh, the email. Uh, and so there's, there's usually a registration RSVP, you know, text or mm -hmm. call this number. And so you're capturing those people. And then as we get closer to the dates, I mean, immediately we'll call and say, congratulations, you're registered for the event. We want to make sure we have all the information correct. And then as we're leading up to the event, then they're getting, you know, want to make sure, you know, you have the ability uh, to bring a guest. Would you like to bring a business partner or your spouse or somebody with you? And we're going to have some hors d'oeuvres and we're going to have some of this and this and mm -hmm. um, make sure that, you know, you have these numbers and these numbers and these numbers together. So it's going to help you take advantage of the, the hour block that we're there. And by the way, um, Tony is offering a free one-on-one uh, -on -one, um, coaching call prior to the event. If you have any questions or you want to talk specifically one-on-one, -on -one, we know that day might be a little bit busy and we want to make mm -hmm. sure that you have time to communicate. So it's a little bit of engagement leading up to it. Um, and, uh, Okay. And do you charge them, sorry, to, to go to that event? No, not these ones. Um, these ones are free and it's just meant to, to get people there. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that I've always been confident in is if I have you in person or one-on-one -on -one and I can talk with you, mm -hmm. um, I will be able to identify what your problems are and I'm going to give you some solutions and I'm going to give you stuff that you could just say, thanks, Tony, that's great. And just kind of go mm -hmm. off and do it yourself. But the hope is, is that, I've given you enough or overloaded you with so much that you know that there's there and you know that there's more to it because I'm just kind of breaking it all down into an hour that mm -hmm. you now know what can be done. And mm -hmm. so at that point in time, it's, you know, you only really need one or two people usually to one pay for the event and put a little mm -hmm. bit of money in your pocket for being there. Yeah. Um, and everything else or the long-term relationship is really the the long-term right. value and what would it cost you i know it's going to be different for every market but what would it cost you to get was it about 25 people generally you get to a yeah i would say 15 to 25 it kind of depends on the, the day and the time and so there are things that we try to track um what i call lead indicators so lag indicators is i spent you know five thousand dollars for a seminar and we had 15 people show up and I got three clients out of the deal. Well, that's not going to happen every single time. So the wow. lead indicator is measuring the things that lead up to that. What uh, days are we sending mailers out on? What days are we holding the events? What times are 
the events more accurate, what messaging is grabbing the most people to bring the most business owners to bring them into the event. Mm. Um, you know, and so every market is a little bit different, you know, or these seminar, the marketing companies can target different age brackets or different income brackets. And of course you're kind of relying on some of that information, but um, you can kind of dial in a little bit better who you want to be there. Mm. Uh, you know, there might be times where I'll, I'll take my book and I'll, I'll send a book and a personalized letter uh, out to business owners and just ask them for yep. a one-on-one -on -one meeting. Yep. That's not the event, but that's just different ways. Um, so it's always a work in progress, but uh, yeah. for me, I just, I would rather have people in person, um, even if it's a Zoom, I don't mind Zoom, but I just don't like the way that a lot of people advertise mm -hmm. to bring people into the Zoom. Um, mm. Yeah, fair Because enough. they don't understand what they're there for most of the time. And, <laughs> yep. and, and I'd rather have a smaller audience in that setting than a larger audience, mm. more personalized. Um, you know, if you had a hundred people on Zoom, that's fine, but, the retargeting and the re ads and all that stuff is where you're going to make that up. Um, but if I had 10 people in a zoom, I'm quite confident that I could get three or four of those 10. Yeah. Um, they're qualified, right? If you got good, hundred, I might have three or four of the hundred. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I love, I mean, I haven't done, I haven't done offline stuff in, in a few years because of what, of what happened. And I bought yeah. the offline. I mean, online's great for freedom. I was talking about this the other day to a coach. Oh, there's good positive and negative, right, for both. Like offline, obviously, you've got there's a lot more effort to get them into the room. But once they're in the room, it's much easier to convert them. It's much stronger, better, different relationship, right? And it's it's just a different experience meeting people in person. I I prefer that, but I also do like the freedom that comes with the Zoom side of things as well. Um, cool. All right, Tony. Last question. So. I ask this of all the guests. So let's say you're standing at the top of a mountain. You've got thousands of coaches below you. You can only shout one message um, to them to, to become more successful. What is that message? That's a good question. Um, that message would be no matter what, always provide value and expect nothing back. Um, I think a lot of coaches jumped into the coaching world because of maybe finances or money mm -hmm. um, or they didn't know what else to do. Uh, but if you're, if you set out to actually help people and provide value, mm -hmm and you actually do it versus saying, hey, if you pay $97, I will then give you this. Mm -hmm. Help people. And you're going to gain a relationship. And the relationships are where the money is made. So mm -hmm. if you're going to be a coach, I think the best thing that you can do is to always deliver value and expect nothing back. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think that's great advice. And one of the things that I've said in my story, like, I think, you know, cause a lot of coaches give up, right. They try for a year or so. It doesn't, they don't get to 50 K a month or whatever the goal is. And then they just give up and go back and get a nine to five. Um, and for me, like I always saw this as like when I became a coach, I never, 
it was never entered my mind like I can when it, I can always go back to a nine to five. I don't know why, but it never entered my mind to go back. I'm probably because I had such a horrible experience actually with my nine to fives. Um, but it it just I my my identity was okay. Well, this is my career. Like this is this is what I'm doing. And and there was um, I think as you said, they're like coaches are they're like attached to an outcome, right? And so the mentality that you're that you're giving is. It, Number one, you have to be like non-attached, right? To the like, just give value. Know that it'll come back, but don't be attached to it having to come back right away. So similar to, you know, treating it as your career, like just this is what you do. Like if you just move forward and continue to take action, don't be attached to the outcomes. Give value. You will get to where you want to go. Um, provided, as I said, you give value, just like great advice there. See, you know, see it as your career. I think you had that more of a long-term view, I guess is probably what we're saying here. Um, yeah. I'd like to say something on that part too, because, mm-hmm. you know, I see a lot of these advertising pieces for coaches and it's get your business 200,000 a month or get 50,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And I would say, treat your business as you treat your clients, as far as what, what, what what's your advice. So when I ask somebody what they want to grow their business for, I want to grow it to, you know, $10 million a year or $100 million a year. Why? Mm. Well, because then I can have this, this, and this. Okay, let's break that down. If you want your life to look a certain way, and this is the house that you want, and this is the what you want to do with your family and take them on these vacations, and these are the cars, that want, and this is how much money you want to give away or whatever it happens to be, let's break it down because oftentimes we're just doing something 50,000, 100,000, because that's what is popular. That's what everybody else Mm -hmm. is doing. What Mm -hmm. is it that you want your life to look like? Why is it important to you? Whatever that number is, will tell you how many clients that you need to have. Yeah. And if you want to be able to grow your business, just understand why, why is it important? We always talk about scaling and getting to the next level and, Listen, if I'm coaching people and I'm making the money that I need to make to live my life, um, now, obviously, there's an achiever in all of us. It's not really ever enough, and we want to be able to find ways of engaging and helping more and more and more people, but always do it with a reason, with a purpose. You you can curtail your fees to it. Yeah, that's interesting because as you were saying that, um, because my my goal – I was just thinking about this last week, actually, of I just want to get to a certain level, whatever that is, 30, 40, 50 million, right? Let's pretend it's that. Um, interesting that you're saying, like, why? Well, for me, it was just like, well, because because I can, right? Because I like the growth. I like to not kind of put a limit on me. But at the end of the day, you still want to attach a, a why to it other than just growth. I think that's good. That's good advice. Actually, something for me to reflect on as well. And what's the end goal other than growth? Because that's that is a good um, a good reason, but I don't think it's the, the the core reason of why you should be doing it. Maybe no, because then it, then it's more of um, an intention versus a commitment, right? If 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 I want my life to be X, Y, and Z, mm. and that just say that requires you to have a fifty million dollar a year business so that you can go out and make your just call it $5 million a year is your take out of that. Yeah. Um, it, to get it to a hundred million, there would have to be a reason why now the business will grow itself that way. Mm. But if 
you don't need it, then get out of the way. Put mm. a management team in place and mm. let the business go provide the value that it needs for your staff and your employees to go allow the business to let them live their lives a certain way. And by mm. de facto, you're just going to have more. But when we get to a certain point in our business, when you have to start implementing management and stepping away as mm. an entrepreneur CEO, um, the business doesn't need you anymore. And what happens psychologically with somebody like us, like an entrepreneur, mm. when we're not needed in that same capacity, we don't feel the same connection to it anymore. And mm. so a lot of these owners then go focus on the relationship or focus on their body or focus on spirituality or they go start another business. It's always something else that does need them because we have, you know, the, the six basic human needs and we, in order to feel alive mm. and feel happy, we have to continuously grow. Mm. And part of that is contributing things. And so growing doesn't necessarily mean you have to grow that one entity. You can go grow 20 of them or hundred mm. of them or mm. go grow your body or your mind, or your relationship so that you're overall more rounded, I guess, you know, so to get any business, you don't have to make all of your money from one business. You know, yeah. if you look at something like Tony or JT or, you know, anybody that owns a bunch of real estate properties, you're not going to get rich off of one real estate property. You yeah, need, yeah. Yeah. you know, or a hundred of them, whatever it happens to be. So could you not go instead of making one business, a $50 million business so you can make $5 million. Could you have 50 businesses that are doing a million dollars a year? Yeah. Could you have, 500 businesses that are doing hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there's, that might be too many, but you know, that's the yeah, same yeah. idea. It doesn't yeah, all have yeah. to come from one fall in love with business, but don't fall in love with your business because the whole purpose of starting one is to sell it at some point. Yeah. 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 That's great advice. Um, all right, Tony, where can the listeners go to learn more about you and your programs and what it is that you do? Uh, you can go to my website. So it's uh, TonyBravada.com or AntonioBravada.com. They both go to the same place. Um, I have my podcast, which is uh, Antonio Bravada's Business Coaching and Optimization on Spotify and Apple, which, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we provide value there. And um, you can always call into the office. I can give you my number. Or we can put it in the show notes. I already want to do that. Um, my thing with, with your audience here is I like to try to do, um, some things of value as always. And so yeah. there's a lot of techniques and a lot of being able to take certain information and transitioning it to the clients, uh, yeah. that have helped me out. And so, um, with any of your people, depending on how many, if there's just one-on-one, -on -one, we do one-on-one, -on -one. if, uh, you know, more people, uh, engage with it, maybe we'll do a, a group, um, session, but I'd like to do, you know, at least an hour where, People can ask questions and we can dive in and maybe share some templates or some ideas on how to relay that information forward yeah. um, for free. And um, if they want, I have my book here. We can get a physical copy or an e-download. And awesome. if they have kids, did a kid's book too. So we can pass that oh, out cool. as well. So, so the best place to, is to just go to your website in the first instance. Is that correct? Website's going to be the easiest way. Yeah, there's booking links on there, my email and everything else, uh, yeah. phone number and stuff like that. So you can get a hold of of me that way. And uh, that's probably the easiest thing to do. Cool. 
Thanks, Tony. I appreciate that. I appreciate you giving up your time and sharing your knowledge and expertise. It was a great conversation. I knew it was going to be. Uh, so thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No worries. Um, and for you, the coach, thanks for listening in again to the Six Figure Coaches Show. Uh, remember, we premiere inside the Hermit Hole. Uh, just go to thehermithole.com. That, and uh, I'll see you on next week's episode. See you then. Cheers.